Good morning and welcome to Over the Garden Fence, brought to you by Waddell's Nursery Floral and Garden Center at the corner of 12th Street and Millam Road. And now your host for Over the Garden Fence, the one and only Andy Waddell. Good morning, sir. Sir, how are you? I am upright vertical and half awake because of Thursday night. Oh, I see your lion's hat. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> I, you know, I, I, I said to myself, okay. I'll get through halftime, go to bed, because I have to get up at 5 a.m. Yeah. But, no, you see, it's such a competitive game that I had to stay up, stay up. I finally started nodding off, and then I hear the Lions take the lead in the background, woke <laughs> me right back up, and, okay, so it's going to be a long week. It's going to be a long day. <laughs> That's right. Well, landscapers get up at 5 a.m. too, but... <laughs> yeah, but we all... You know, it, it, I, it's it, it was just how dominating Detroit looks compared to last year. Their defense is just totally revamped. Beat the Super Bowl champions. Hey, oh my goodness. (laughs) And I think uh, that confidence is really neat. So there um, you go. Hey, Lou Lou Esposito, we could use some of that uh, defense today in Syracuse. (laughs) Just saying. Okay. So I have two things, one quite large, but the other one uh, um, before we start our timely tips. Mm -hmm. So uh, listening to Nature Watch this morning, and uh, some of my notes were on trees. Out here at uh, WKZO, they have a Korean dogwood. Now, as I watch it, uh, there's quite a, a landscape department here at WKZO. I'm just kidding, everybody. And this tree sits out in some rock on the uh, southwest corner and really takes a beating. Now, there was probably 500 berries on that about two or three weeks ago. And Jim, this morning, there's only about 10 left. Now, the only ones left are the green ones. All of the ripe ones have all been picked off. So that's where it is really nice to see activity in your yard and picking the right plants. So um, it's uh, good to have Gary and Nature Watch um, listening in this morning. And yeah. last week, we had Mary listening in to Over the Garden Fence. Mary had some problems with sweet peppers. I just wanted to follow up with maybe even some more remedies. She was having maybe not the best results with Triple Action Plus. And I just want to say, sometimes, Mary, good controls have been taken off the market and had to be taken off our shelf. Triple Action is a combination of the three items, uh, fungicide, miticide and insecticide and the combination makes probably a little weaker or the plant builds resistance Mm -hmm. so sometimes another remedy or the opposite might help copper soap i just wanted to make sure we had it in stock um, before i suggested that copper soap can be applied in a ready to use and be put on very safe we also have a broad spectrum fung and that's a f-u-n-g oil that could be the opposite to help with that black spot on peppers. Hmm. If there's an issue a lot of times with bugs, spinosad soap also very helps with tomatoes, potatoes, peppers, the combination. Making sure we always mulch our tomatoes and peppers and putting a whether it be lawn clippings mixed with cedar mulch around the base of it so there's no splash, which I know Mary has been doing. Drip irrigation is also a very good thing for peppers, tomatoes. Blossom set, as you are getting nearing the plant to start producing fruit, sure helps also with that first set of flower or second set. 
Remember, the first set of flowers sometimes is virgin and wants to fall off. Vegetable insect controls. I know my wife always said that uh, um, she'd get the pepper to a certain size and be cut off. Well, that's cutworm. And if you put your insect control granulars around the pepper, that would surely help with anything, um, not rabbit, but <clears throat> with that cutworm. And I do know those, both those plants, pepper and tomato, love calcium. So um, calcium, whether you're planting it and putting it in the ground with a little uh, aspoma plant tone would surely help. We have a, a quick little article that I thought was really neat to, uh, to talk about, Jim. And because uh, I, <laughs> I have to admit, my mother used to cook green peppers in the house. She'd slice them open. And Jim, the house stunk so bad, I couldn't take it as a little kid. So my true love of green peppers was nil, none. <laughs> you, sound like, you sound like me as a kid with, let me see, let's start with broccoli, Brussels stra- uh, sprouts. Um, I, I, the list is there, trust yeah. me. I, yeah. pe- people think it's green, you don't like it. No, that's not true. That's right. That's green right. beans are yummy. Peas are yummy. It just, you know. Right. So peppers actually, do they ripen off the plant? And that's what I was asking about oh. and talking about last week. Peppers don't necessarily ripen like most other vegetables. They can be harvested and eaten any size and color stage desired. Many mature pepper um, start off green and usually turn yellow to orange and then turn red as they ripen. Some eventually turn white light yellow, lilac, or even purple. Some grow sweeter as they ripen and towards their end stage color. Now, maturing that green pepper and other varieties, the one that everybody really likes, usually are cheaper as they are fully colored and mature stages because they harvest easier or more quick. If left on the vine, they naturally change to mature colors. When separated at the green stage, the maturation process continues, but much more slowly. Green peppers are actually liable to wilt long before they change color. Once they begin changing color, they mature more quickly when picked. So actually, they are saying when harvesting the pepper, after it, uh, wait after it begins changing color. Cut the pepper off the vine with a sharp knife, and we knew that rather than pulling it off. We like to always suggest, whether it be uh, cucumbers, melons, peppers, tomato, yanking it off sometimes will damage the fruit and the rest of the plant. If you plan on using the pepper while green, there's no need to ripen it after harvest. Fully green peppers wrinkle and spoil before changing colors. So, believe it or not, many gardeners have successfully ripened peppers with tomatoes inside a brown paper bag, mm. which uh, with the top tape closed. The theory is that the tomatoes give off an ethylene gas as the peppers ripen. The gasoline accelerates the ripening process. The color change won't make the pepper sweeter. The sweetening process stops once you cut the, pota- the pepper off the vine. So there's just a couple ideas. When the mature green tomatoes are stored in a paper bag, preferably in that 65 to 70, 70 degrees inside the house or maybe, um, you know, down at the basement. Fahrenheit ripen will, uh, 70 degrees Fahrenheit will ripen in about two weeks. Cooler temperatures will actually slow the process. 
55 degrees, for example, will take three to four weeks. So just some ideas that mm. I found out and learning each week and doing some little research for yeah. Mary with peppers. Right. See, it, we all learn something. Yeah. You know. So, but I am the opposite now. I love jalapenos and habaneros. Um, my friend uh, that works on our landscape crew, he will eat <coughs> ghost peppers like like a Snickers bar. I know people like that. And and it's not bothering him. He it's not he's not like doing like a challenge. He brings them to work every day and, and chases it with white bread and a little salt. <laughs> so I To each their own. To each know? their own. Yeah. Yeah. But I love a good jalapeno cut with little uh, cream cheese and a uh, um Wrapped in bacon and put in the oven for a few minutes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, we're taking your gardening questions. Mm-hmm. 269-382-4280-877-382-4280. Do you want to take a break now or do you want to wait a minute? We can take a break. We can take a break right now. Uh, your calls, your questions about gardening right here on Over the Garden Fence next on WKZO. Do you have something in your landscape that you'd rather not look at? Now is a great time to plant an evergreen hedge in your landscape while Waddell's has their local grown evergreens on sale. This week, save 40% on your choice of instant fence size arborvitaes that make a great looking year round green screen. Some of the lush green evergreens Waddell's recommends include Techni Arborvitae, Blue Point Juniper, Black Hills Spruce, or Michigan State Tree the White Pine. Whether you're trying to block the view of an unsightly propane tank, inserting some year-round green in your front yard, or trying to go for more privacy from your neighbors, Waddell's has the top quality plants you need. Waddell's evergreens are grown in their own local nursery, which assures they'll be hardy in your landscape. Plus, you'll save 40% on all of them now through next Wednesday. Stop in and talk to the certified green industry specialists at Waddell's Nursery, Florist, and Garden Center, located on Texas Drive at the corner of Millam and 12th Streets. WKZO. I like the local news. More local news on the radio than any other station in town and online, too, at WKZO.com. Over the Garden Fence continues on 590 and 106.9 FM WKZO. Andy Waddell, Jim Lawless, and we have Dean on the line. Good morning, Dean. How are you? Great. Um, I've got about 25 bleeding heart bushes that I transplanted, uh, I guess it would be three years, maybe four years ago. Mm -hmm. Um, They're starting to turn yellow. Is it okay to cut them back? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, if you look down, Dean, would you by chance when you cut back, I bet you already see new growth at the bottom. And if you cut that yellow back, you'll get that mother plant to start rejuvenating way better now than in the spring. Okay. Yep. So would I cut all the plant back to the ground? I wouldn't. Would I take that dead stalk um, out of there and get some of that hollowness from that main plant and so that understory can start taking off in uh, September and October. It'll still harden back. It'll be fine, but uh, it, it'll you'll actually be helping it for next year's flower a little better. Okay, great. Yeah. Thank you. Do you have uh, the, the old-fashioned? Uh, yeah, I think it is. I originally had three, and I redid some flower beds along my deck. Uh, in 90-degree weather, shovel by shovel, because I had some <laughs> vines that were growing that I liked at first, but they got out of control, and I thought, okay, I don't need you growing out between my landscaping blocks and everything. <laughs> so it's like everybody came out and 
totally redid it, man. Nice. Vine, and, uh, vines can I, be a pain. They can, and it was. I was surprised that little roots. I didn't. They looked fairly healthy, and I thought, well, Dad always said if you don't get the root, you don't get the plant. So I put them in a five-gallon bucket and threw some compost on it, and forgot about it till later that that next fall, and it was like, uh oh. And they had little sprouts on them like a peony. Yeah, nice. And nice. so put them all in. Now I don't have much room for flowers because the bushes <laughs> have gotten so big. <laughs> well, it sounds like time to time to move some or give some for some friends. So <laughs> I think so. Yes. Yeah. Well, Dean, you got a little project. Thanks for calling. Thank you. Thank, right. thank you, Dean. Appreciate it. Two six nine three eight two four two eight zero eight seven seven three eight two four two eight zero, or you can text us the question to eight zero three seven three. So, did you know that there is a uh, ever blooming bleeding heart, Dean? So there is a short one that you might put in the front of those. That is a dicentra. It's a little variety that it is as. Heavy bloomer in the spring, but then comes back and is a little repeat bloomer. It's a short one. It's kind of a dwarf variety. And there's also some white varieties of bleeding heart, too. So nice compliments with probably what he already has. So autumn is often called the back to season. Back to school, back to work, back to regular schedules. What do you mean back to work? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we're <laughs> it's it's a nonstop thing. <laughs> it's a summer vacation, maybe done. <laughs> so there you go. As we say goodbye to August, most green thumbers are welcoming September with great expectations. Now the demands of our busy summer schedule are past. We are looking forward to enjoying many cool, sunny days in the garden. The possibility of successful lawn and garden improvements increase in autumn in southwest Michigan. The tried-and-true path to a beautiful spring garden and strong, healthy lawn is to begin with improvement projects now. Everything seems to be in favor of both garden and gardeners. We encourage the fall fertilizers. Grass grows better. Many plants transplant better in the autumn than they do in the spring. Humidity drops, um, we hope. Uh, <laughs> and makes gardeners more comfortable. It went a little high and low this week. We had some pretty good highs, and then uh, last two days been a little more comfortable, a little mm -hmm. rainy in the morning, but uh, um, thank you, everybody who has been outside working every day in that heat. So You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> inside the studio, yeah. But, no, no, I, I have a day gig, too, so there yeah, you I go. Yeah, I go. You have another life, so... <laughs> September skies are more clear and blue, rains become more dependable, and the autumn colors begin to thrill our souls. Besides all that, scarlet maple trees and euonymus burning bush are beginning to show their autumn plumage, and autumn joy sedum, chrysanthemums, ornamental grasses, fallen enemies, asters and pansy plants, and sweet autumn clematis are all taking over as garden highlighters in our September gardens. Autumn sends out a strong signal to many green thumbers to plant trees. I can't remember an autumn when I haven't planted a tree at our home, a friend's house, or maybe on the church grounds. Each time we plant a tree, we don't only plant for our own benefit, but for the legacies of those who will follow up to enjoy. Besides increasing for future property values, trees help supply oxygen we breathe, 
to help our air supply, to provide fresh, uh, a fresh air supply, provide food, shelter for birds and wild animals, slow down the forceful winds, cut noise pollution, provide cooling shade, camouflage the harsh scenery, hold soil and keep silt from washing into the streams and our lakes, increasing property value, beautifying our surroundings and pleasing the shapes and seasonal splashes of colors. Trees accent our homes and gardens and break up the monotony of endless miles of asphalt and cement. Do we miss the value of trees? Oh boy, we sure do. We look no further than development. In the name of progress, beautiful shade trees are removed and now sports a concrete desert. Sometimes I am so sad when I see what trees were left and the care that was put to this tree. Almost none. Um, <clears throat> again, I said a couple weeks ago, demand if you're trying to leave a tree on a newly uh, um, developed ground that go 10 feet at least beyond the shade line or the drip line and fence it so it does not get a bulldozer or a excavator or men parking trucks under it for two months. I carefully um, look it over. I plant my trees carefully, selecting varieties that are site-specific and have long, useful life. Here's some following of Waddell's favorite trees for Southwest Michigan. October Glories is by far one of our best scarlet maples. October Glory is super hardy with its heritage in Michigan. October Glory is also a fast grower. They accent any landscape with a very uniform growth. If we ever want to show somebody how nice an October Glory is, we always walk them to our back lawn at Waddell's. There's two October Glories that we put on the manager uh, lawn, and it is they're absolutely stunning. They hold their leaves the longest, the latest. They put on the best show of bright red foliage each October and adapts well in moist soils, withstanding frequent turf irrigation when other trees fail. Sugar Maple claims, and rightly so, the title as queen of all Michigan trees, and is probably known for the, the best maple tree. Sugar Maples grow deep in rich, well-drained soil. Sugar Maple was known for being left out in the fields so the farmers could park their horses and their equipment when they took a break in the middle of the day. Sugar Maples grow tall and broad so they're best used as background in well-designed landscape. The rich orange, yellow, and red fall color makes sugar maple a Michigan favorite. Ginkgo is truly an old-timer. The ginkgo tree represents an ancient plant group like any other living conifer, unlike any other living conifer. Most of us would not identify a ginkgo tree as a conifer. We usually think of conifers as evergreens. Ginkgo trees defy this logic as they drop their golden leaves in the autumn like a deciduous tree. Ginkgos are slow-growing and re very resistant to both insects and disease. Tolerant of clay, yes they are. Tolerant of city conditions, they don't mind it a bit and make an excellent tall background tree. We'll go to another break in a second, but I'll just give you a couple more favorites. One of my family favorites of all trees is the beech family. It's by far the king of the forest. 
I like these tough, enduring giants. Plant a beach in a good environment, and it will make an asset for at least 100 years. Beech trees have gray bark, large, sturdy branches that stretch way out and provide great shade and protection. The beech family offers several leaf colors to choose from, including copper, green, purple, and tricolor. Beech needs space to develop their fullest and grow in deep, rich, well-drained, again, well-drained, loamy soil. If you have heavy irrigation and clay ground, pass on growing a beech. For many years, white clump birch has been widely planted and enjoyed in our area, but often afflicted with brown birch borer. We can now enjoy a beautiful shape of the white bark and of the birch tree because of the newly developed varieties called heritage or durahik. Resistance to bronze birch borer and still a beautiful white peeling bark and is resistant to the bronze birch borer. They come back. We got one other, a uh, couple other varieties. Um, we'll call them uh, sturdy as an oak is uh, kind of how it's uh, this tree has been phrased for many years. Oh, okay. Over the Garden Fence continues here on WKZO. Your phone call is right here. Questions for Andy at 382-4280. If you've had problems with unwanted critters eating your valuable shrubs, evergreens, and perennials, the experts at Waddell's recommend protecting them with 100% natural systemic Repel-X repellent as soon as possible. Repel-X delivers a hot pepper concentrate through plant roots, making the plants inedible to pests like rabbits and deer. Waddell's recommends putting Repel-X for lawns on now to send hungry moles out of your yard. This week, the 24-pound granular Repel-X that you put on with your spreader is on sale. You save $9. Moles, bulls, gophers, and other burrowing animals stay out of both lawns and gardens that have been treated with Repel-X mole and gopher repellent. It's also the time of year to plant bulbs. Put Repel-X tablets in when planting bulbs to prevent burrowing critters from munching on them before you get to enjoy their blooms. Repel-X products are all natural and contain no harmful chemicals, so you can protect your plants, your family, and the environment. Available at Waddell's Nursery, Florist, and Garden Center. I like that it's local. WKZO. More local news on the radio than any other station in town. And online, too, at WKZO.com. We're talking September gardening on Over the Garden Fence, and you can tell because we have baseball and football coming up today. White Sox and Tigers, 545 from Comerica Park right here on WKZO. Bronco football, though, ahead of that over on our sister station and the flagship for Western Michigan University Sports, 106.5 Jack FM. The Broncos in Syracuse, New York, to take on the Orangemen. Uh-huh. What time's that? That is 2.30. Okay, so you can see both games. Yeah, well, I actually, I'll be looking at a screen. <laughs> <laughs> you can listen to both games, okay? Okay, well, uh, if the game is on ESPN+, Plus, then I can monitor it, oh, but, but it'll be about a minute and a half behind, but, you know, <laughs> say, hey, I've got a highlight coming up. <laughs> <laughs> well, this morning, everybody, we are talking about things to do in the yard and maybe uh i I can always say that uh we're talking about trees at the moment i enjoy planting a tree maybe in in memory or even for a newly born somebody Mm -hmm. that uh uh, has just come on i know i planted 
at two houses trees for my older boy. So yeah, I have a friend who has to take down a tree that she planted for her grandfather way back. Yeah. Too, so yeah, right. and so that that has some uh, little sentimental value. So a lot of times uh, we had a uh, hydrangea at a job site. It's not a tree, but the sentimental value was more important than right. the value. And we carefully this week dug it up at the landscape job, moved it, pruned it, and got it back into the right spot. And right. so sometimes that that Sentimental is far more than the value of the tree. So sturdy as an oak or slow as an oak. These are two slogans often used depicting the perceived characteristics of oak trees. When describing a pin oak, sturdy is okay, but not slow. Pin oaks, given proper care, are amazing with their fast growth. We have a specimen at my parents' old house that used to grow at least at a two-foot-per-year clip. Now it's 50 to 60 feet tall at a young age with very nice pinnacle growth. When the leaves turn red and orange in October, pin oaks are spectacular. I also, uh, I, I tell you guys many times that uh, if the plant grows at our home, it is very tried and true. I have a lot of wind. Let's say, let's take that back. I have extreme winds. Uh, some, uh, um, portions of our house, the first tree is one mile away or home on facing west, north, and south. Pretty harsh winds. But I'll tell you, sitting right out in the open is a sergeant crab. Blossom for blossom, when it comes to comparing flowering trees, it's hard to beat a sergeant crab. Hardy as an oak, sergeant crab will take all the Michigan winter it can throw at it and still come through like a champ, blooming every spring. Sergeant Crab grows only to 8 to 12 feet tall, very dense grower, covered with white flowers every May, and has bright red fruit that holds until the satyr wax wings, robins, and cardinals eat them all off in the winter. Sergeant Crab is also very controllable in their size and can be pruned to any size desired. Again, um, where my <coughs> Sergeant Crab is, um, Jim, don't tell everybody. This tree has not been watered in years. And even through the drought, it comes back with um, uh, thumbs up all the time. Hmm. Extreme drought, wind conditions. Um, it's definitely um, in the harsher areas. It is where my prickly pear, my epimedium, um, those are bone dry and morning light grass um, grow and mm -hmm. uh, it is uh, bone dry sand. It is farther away than anything that I can get watered. So wow. it's kind of a cool plant. There you go. So here's some of the favorites on those deciduous trees. Do you have a favorite? Maybe something that'll perform well? Maybe or maybe not. Maybe stop down to Waddell's and we might be able to show you the right ones or the wrong ones. When the need or urges to uh, plant a tree, be, be sure to visit Waddell's Nursery, where there's over 100 tree varieties that await you. Waddell's qualified staff will actually help you select the right tree for your site. The last couple of weeks, I have had a lot of bid work that we have been doing uh, for the Kalamazoo and surrounding southwest Michigan. Mm -hmm. And I'm very surprised how little the plant needs are that are put in some of the bid requirements. And a lot of times, plants are just thrown in the ground and just hoping for the best, kind of 
um, put your fingers together and just thumbs up, right? Maybe, hopefully, and uh, most of the time, in planting ground, you are not planting in native soil, but most of the time when we are planting, our crew is planting with backfill, heavy clay, things that the builder has brought in to put around the homes. So after a tree selection is made for over 40 years, this method has worked well for me. First, dig a planting hole twice the size as the container the tree has been purchased in and a little bit deeper than the depth of the container itself. Discard the subsoil taken away from the hole. Dig the hole until the soil will drain, uh, that will drain is reached. You still hitting clay ground? Sorry, dig deeper. Clay soil, discard the subsoil taken from the hole and try to use some of the best soil that's been in there and dig until the, same, the drain will be reached. Mix with one-third of that soil, one-third composted cow manure, dairy dew, or the Wonder Blend, and one-third sphagnum peat moss, and the topsoil from the hole. Measure the depth of the pot and backfill with your soil, and set the, the tree in the hole, making sure that it is no deeper than the depth, if anything, a little high. If soil drains poorly, build the tree up three or four inches in the surrounding area. Next, Jim, I have to stop. <clears throat> Remove the container. That should be a no-brainer. Right. Um, I will say I have a fast story that uh, the, the guys were putting in a, a job, <clears throat> and uh, people left all the pots in the ground. They planted all these junipers in the pots, and it, it was kind of a, a shame. So, Well, you know, we need, do need to take a break. We're a little behind, but Judy is also waiting. Judy, oh. stay there. We're going to take your call next right here on Over the Garden Fence. Waddell's, your all-season garden center, has fresh shipments of colorful plants just waiting to brighten your outdoor living area. It's time to plant pansies for color that lasts now through next June. Get a six-pack of pansy plants in your choice of many gorgeous colors for just $2.89. For interesting texture and color for both planters and gardens, get ornamental cabbage and kale plants. Check out the extra hardy mums that come in several bright colors and look great in gardens and patio containers. Now is also the time to plant German bearded iris for beautiful orchid-like blooms next spring. Choose from 12 colors of iris for just $7.99. Another great choice for fall planting are sedum plants, which come in your choice of more than a dozen varieties that you'll enjoy year after year. As always, Waddell's experts will be happy to help you pick the right plants for sunny, shady, or other challenging spots in your landscape. Enjoy your gardens to the fullest with beautiful quality plants from Waddell's Nursery Florist and Garden Center. After morning fog, sunshine continues this afternoon as temperatures hold in the mid-70s. Winds will continue to come from the north at 5 to 10 miles per hour. A calm and clear night ahead of us with low temperatures falling to near 50 by Sunday morning. Keep an eye out for fog redeveloping, reducing those visibilities. We'll clear out Sunday afternoon with mostly sunny skies returning and high temperatures will be a tad warmer in the upper 70s. Tracking showers and thunderstorms making a return Monday through Wednesday. Tracking Southwest Michigan's weather, I'm Storm Team 8 meteorologist Sarah and a mix of sun and clouds and 60 in Kalamazoo at WKZO. And congratulations once again. I, I mentioned it at about 8 o'clock. Ellen Baca, Storm Team 8, Chief Meteorologist. Her and her husband, Mark, yesterday, finally it happened. Piper Sunny 
has oh. entered the world, their daughter. <laughs> Congratulations to those two. I, I was shocked that, you know, watching her with the uh, tornado issues they were having up in uh, yes. Grand Rapids um, a week and a half ago or so, I was just like, don't come out now. I, <laughs> she I was looked proud. ready. <laughs> I was proud that she broadcast as long as she did. So yes, there you, you go. Bet. I'm happy for it. So hey, hey, I'm we, happy for Judy for yes. hanging in there and waiting patiently. Good morning and welcome to Over the Garden Fence, Judy. Judy, how's it going? Can I help? Good. Good morning. I have a question about my cone flowers. I planted them in my flower garden about five years ago, and they did pretty well. Well, this year they just took over the whole garden. Yes. I don't like to cut them down in the fall because the birds seem to enjoy the seeds all winter long. Mm-hmm. But I'd like to transplant some of them. Can I transplant them while they still have the seeds on them? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Now, and is now the time to do it? Transplanting can be done now. If you see some of that cone flower, part of it still looks good. Part of it's starting to wither. You see some of it's going brown. I have a lot of them in my house, Judy, and they're starting to wither. So you're going to see a pretty good transplant, uh, especially since we've had some moisture the last uh, few weeks, too. Okay, so when I transplant them, what do I use to tra- what do I put around them when I transplant them? Believe it or not, I like what I use with a tree, a little sphagnum peat moss, composted cow manure. The beneficial mites will make a coneflower take right off. Okay. Um, the combination, I will say the cone of that seed pod is all the way to the end. So some okay. of your length might be a little harder to transplant. It wouldn't probably hurt to even cut some of that base off, leaving some of that understory seed still on it. But that way, some of that portion that's turned brown or black can be alleviated. Then then some of that new growth will come back out a little bit easier on the mother plant on the bottom side. And will they come back next spring? Oh, they'll come back this fall. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, you got to get them rooted in. They'll come back way better in the springtime. But keep them mudded in. Um, I, I like to transplant perennials now, and then just make sure the new transplants in November um, get get a little mulch put around them. Cedar mulch go around them three or four inches. That that way okay. they don't upheave for the winter time. Okay, and then will I have new ones coming up in the you will. in the garden again next? You will. And okay. and coneflower seeds itself pretty easy. Um, I have a Cheyenne series that started one color, and now I have about three or four colors okay. in that group of coneflower. And, yes, I can pick them, and there'll be 20 more right behind it. <laughs> now, if you take all the seed pods, you don't want it to spread anymore. That's when, you know, remove those and discard those. Otherwise, sometimes I just take the coneflower and just break up the seed heads and sp- spread it right in amongst the coneflower again. And doesn't that doesn't that reseed itself, and oh, then you have more cone flowers, and I just tried to get rid of them? You will, you will. So okay. that that's where either removing that seed head, getting rid of some of that, and discarding it, and that way it's not spreading near as much. Okay, and if I had an entire area that I just love cone flowers in, can I just take those heads off and just spread the seeds? Yep. Oh, cool. Yeah. That sounds even easier. Yeah. Yeah. You can even put them in a bag, put them in the fridge. You can put them this fall or you can, you can uh, put them, put them down in the springtime, either one. Great. And if I put them in this fall, do I need to mulch them or just let them be? I I would, Judy. It wouldn't hurt a bit to throw a little either leaves, straw, seed, or just something. So when they do start sprouting, they, not only the birds, but that, that frost will, will uh, help with a little mulch on them. Okay, great. Well, thanks very much, Andy. Judy, you got a project. I sure do. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank, thank you, Judy. And uh, let's take one last break, and we'll do a last call for phone calls, 382-4280, 877-382-4280.
We'll put a wrap on Over the Garden Fence next on WKZO. The lawn experts at Waddell's Nursery Florist and Garden Center want you to know that now is the best time of year to repair your lawn or start a new one. Waddell's is known for its exclusive grass seed blends formulated just for the Kalamazoo area. This week, get Waddell's four most popular grass seed blends on sale. Supreme Blend, which has been the favorite sunny blend for our area for more than 50 years, is now just $8.99 per pound. Jaguar Seed is on sale for only $6.49 per pound. And Waddell's Deluxe Shady, which can do well in a very shaded area, and City Blend for high traffic areas are also on sale. More lawn improvement needs that are on sale this week include gypsum, lime, and easy straw, the straw mulch that helps grass seed germinate that you don't need to remove. And if you're not sure what your lawn needs, Waddell's Lawn Pros are always glad to help. Located on Texas Drive at the corner of Millam and 12th Street. Open Monday through Friday, 9 to 6, Saturdays, 9 to 5, closed Sundays. And we have the Waddell's Garden Pro here, Andy Waddell. <laughs> Learning every day, everybody. So, um, you know what? When you guys share, that way we start bouncing ideas off and we all learn together. So, Judy, with your coneflower and your transplanting, there's new varieties. Um, look at the roundabout at Waddell's at 12th Millam and Texas Drive. That variety of coneflower is incredible. It is called the Kismet Series, K-I-S-S-M-E-T-T, I think. And that series, or Sombrero, is another series that will flower at the bottom, in the middle, and at the top of the coneflower. It will have series of flowers all through the plant. Um, incredible fuchsia pink or almost red in some of your new coneflowers, which is pretty cool. Um, <clears throat> you know, September, we're just talking about renovation from trees to lawn to gardening in general, from raspberries, strawberries. We have all kinds of <clears throat> fall sheets that you could stop in and start looking at, um, you know, rejuvenation of strawberries. Now is the time. Putting the uh, mother plants, um, clipping off the babies and getting them back into the row, establishing an old plant, redoing on your raspberries, cutting back your old canes, uh, getting them to where they are. Uh, um, the new arching canes sometimes get so large they root into the ground. So cutting those back to three to four feet so that way you just know um, the new growth is healed up that way you can definitely get that uh, two or three pounds of a holly tone, I'm sorry, a plant tone around each plant, cultivating it, cultivating it in in the fall. Um, just nice to get berry production, a little bit of jump start for next spring. Um, we have a second series of black raspberries, Jim, that come on in September, October that mm. we absolutely love that the bugs don't get. <laughs> bugs are all gone. Yeah. And they come back with a second series and Nothing nothing nicer than a second series of black raspberries. You can still get fruit in September and October. That's right. It's a beautiful thing. Apples are coming on. Peaches are just about done. So, yeah, apple season's coming, everybody. Yay. And thank you, Andy, once again. And thank you for listening to Over the Garden Fence. Tune in each Saturday after 9 a.m. for Over the Garden Fence, brought to you by Waddell's Nursery Floral and Garden Center at the corner of 12th Street and Millam Road.